0: Coming up on We Talk News this week, we celebrate women in cannabis with the story of Seed, a women-owned and operated dispensary that is now open in Boston. Believe it or not, only the third adult-use store in the entire city after two and a half years. Plus, Cureleaf enters the European market. Deborah Borchardt with that story, plus Merrick Garland gets approved as Attorney General of the U.S., and Phil Adams tells us if that's a good thing for cannabis reform. On Weed Talk News, next.
1: We are pro cannabis media.
0: Hi everyone. Welcome to another edition of Weed Talk News. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. So, did you know that March is Women in History Month? We certainly do here at PCM, where we will be dedicating Friday's Green Rush live show to women in the cannabis business. Now, over the past two years, I've met a lot of people in this industry, but none have been more impressive than the women I've met. They're doctors and nurses and mothers and partners and CEOs, researchers, investors, scientists, and they have even carved out a very important role in the emergence of cannabis as a viable business as business people. Now there's one woman who's launching a dispensary that is owned, operated, and backed by women in the city of Boston. Seed is only the third dispensary to open in Boston and is one of the most impressive to date for many reasons. One, its location at the Circle in one of the city's most diverse neighborhoods in Jamaica Plain, located in the basement at 401 Center Street. Another reason, though, 81% of their investors are minority and local. 72% are women and some have even spent time in jail for cannabis possession crimes. The most powerful differentiator for SEED is their dedication to the story of injustice in the failed war on drugs and their social justice museum exhibit called American Warden.
2: current exhibition is called American Warden. It's really trying to help people, you know, consider the concept of incarceration in general. And then also to give voice to those people, particularly local people, whose lives have been impacted by the war on drugs.
0: April and her COO, Perry Higgins, gave me a little walking tour of their dispensary this week before their grand opening on Saturday, March 13th. The most striking element in the Seed interior is a real jail cell, symbolic of some of the horrific stories about unjust incarceration, including a narrative from the late Peter Tosh's daughter, Naimbi McIntosh, who is on the curation committee for Seed's museum exhibit. From
2: um, Belmont, these are actual jail cell doors. And then inside the space, we have DeAndy telling the story
3: of her brother Jawara who lost his life to the war on drugs just this past summer.
2: You'll also
0: find a tour of the terpenes that steer the cannabinoids in the cannabis sativa plant and a wall of tribute to many musicians who have spent time behind bars for cannabis crimes. Seed is worth the trip to JP for so many reasons besides their selection for sale. So here's a pre-roll from Seed from Bountiful Farms. First non-plastic container I've seen for pre-rolls. And for those of us who have arthritic fingers, Seed, this is a very cool holder. It's not plastic. I think it's glass of some kind. Anyway, Seed is setting a great example of the real reform of cannabis laws. And if you give these economic empowerment applicants an opportunity, they'll blow you away with their abilities. Now, another reason to salute women in cannabis, one of our own favorites, is the Green Market Report's Deborah Borchardt, who has this week's look at the big business of cannabis in this country.
3: The cannabis industry's fear of big tobacco trying to elbow into the industry has finally come true with the announcement of a $175 million investment into organogram holdings from British American Tobacco, or BAT. The BAT subsidiary has subscribed for approximately 58.3 million shares of OGI, which represents almost 20% equity interest. We had a lot of earnings this week. We're just going to hit a couple. Curaleaf Holdings reported its managed revenue increased 186% to $233 million. For the full year, their revenue grew 161% to $653 million. Air Wellness reported revenue rose 48% in the fourth quarter to $47 million. They also trimmed their operating losses to $2.2 million. Aurora Cannabis filed a new preliminary short-form prospectus to offer up to billion in securities. And that's the big news this week. I'm Deborah Borchardt with the Green Market Report for We Talk News.
0: As one of the first states to legalize cannabis, Colorado has already established itself as a friendly market for the cannabis investor and user. Now that state can boast that the size of their cannabis market has reached the $10 billion plateau since its inception in 2014. That's when Colorado was the first state to legalize adult use of cannabis. Now, interestingly enough, with all the concerns about the effects of opening adult use markets would be tied to an increase in teen use? Well, guess what? The exact opposite has happened in Colorado, where recent polls and research have found that consumption of underage teens in Colorado has decreased during that time. Truman Bradley is the executive director of the Marijuana Industry Group in Colorado. When asked about this $10 billion milestone, he said, quote, It's a testament to the thoughtfulness and the foresight that early lawmakers, regulators, and industry stakeholders had in coming together to create a safe regulatory model, unquote. Now, one of those regulators was attorney Brian Vicente of the law firm Vicente Cedarberg. Guess what? He's my guest on next week's In the Weeds podcast with yours truly. Don't miss that one. And you don't want to miss a new contributor to Weed Talk News from Michigan. Rick Thompson heads up the Michigan Business Development Group, and he has this week's report from the Great Lakes State.
4: Rick? Yes, I'm Rick Thompson from MICBD with this week's Michigan report for Weed Talk News. $45 million was awarded by the state's marijuana regulatory agency, to deserving and underfunded agencies this week 11.6 million dollars goes to the school aid fund and an equal amount goes to the Michigan transportation fund the regulatory agency will keep 12.5 million dollars for themselves and the remaining 10 million is distributed between local communities and counties where adult use cannabis is sold at retail each community is expected to receive $28,000 for each adult use cannabis retail shop Washtenaw County is expected to receive $616,000. The tax is derived from cannabis sales only, as we eliminated the medical cannabis tax when passing the adult use law in 2018. One of America's biggest cannabis events have moved into a digital format. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the Hash Bash. And like last year, the celebration has turned into a cyber stream. Key speakers for the Bash include Michigan's governor, the attorney general, a congresswoman, state legislators, and athletes representing all of the nation's big four sports industries. Not to be overlooked is the man for whom this event was created, the legendary John Sinclair. The three-hour broadcast begins at noon on April 3rd and can be found at the A2 Hashbash channel on Twitch. That will do it for this week's Michigan Report. I'm MICBD's Rick Thompson for Weed Talk News.
0: Checking in on other states who are looking to reform their cannabis laws, Hawaii's Senate approved two bills that are now headed to their House of Representatives. One is to open adult use of cannabis to the over 21 community. It also includes a six plant per adult limit to be grown at home. Another bill is looking to ease up on the current possession law that is limited to just three grams in Hawaii. That change would increase the limit for possession to 30 grams. It is already decriminalized in that state. Now, let's go to the Green Mountain State of Vermont with the Green Nurse from Vermont, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Jessie Lynn?
2: Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the Weed Talk News, Vermont Report. Northeast Processing, Vermont's first high-throughput medicinal hemp and botanicals testing and processing facility, has recently closed. Northeast Processing has applied for bankruptcy, resulting in many unhappy Vermont hemp farmers. Whether they are owed money, their extract and products, or their hemp flour returned, Northeast is not returning phone calls or emails at this time. Hetty Vermont, the once proclaimed one-stop shop for cannabis culture and news in Vermont, has gone on hiatus after canceling their January 29th hempfest with little notice. With this, NECAN will not be hosting a convention in Vermont this year, but promises to return in 2022. No further information has been released as to whether Hetty Vermont will make a comeback or if owner Monica Donovan will be staying in the cannabis industry. Former communications director, Kathy Bloom, is now working for Nurse Grown Organics, Vermont Hemp and CBD. Tomorrow is Vermont's legislative crossover day. This means whatever bills are not being supported may stall or die. Vermonters are called to action to use their voices and advocate to their representatives to support cannabis bill S25, bill H24, which could equal insurance coverage of hemp and CBD products, And recent Bill 309, an act relating to decriminalizing certain chemical compounds found in plants and fungi that are commonly used for medicinal, spiritual, religious, or entheogenic purposes. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan.
0: The DEA continues to have issues with hemp production and enforcing the law. Now, they are complaining that there are a significant number of cases of illegal transportation of hemp disguised as its THC cousin, cannabis, marijuana. Now, when it comes to news from the
5: nation's capital, we go to Phil Adams from the Vote Pro Podcast group. Phil? Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News DC Report. The Senate's confirmation of Merrick Garland as U.S. Attorney General is being hailed, if cautiously, by a number of cannabis advocacy groups. Issuing statements of support and congratulation were groups that included Normal, the National Cannabis Industry Association, and the Drug Policy Alliance. It remains unclear how the Justice Department under Garland will approach enforcement of current drug laws, particularly with regard to the Obama-era coal memo which laid out a policy of non-interference with state legal cannabis markets. Still, Garland's appointment represents to many a potentially more cannabis-friendly DOJ. Morgan Fox, a spokesman for the NCIA, said Garland's past positions on drug policy, quote, give me a lot of hope. Vanita Gupta, President Biden's pick to fill another top Justice Department position, told the Senate Judiciary Committee flatly that she does not support decriminalization of drugs. During her confirmation hearing for Assistant Attorney General this week, Gupta appeared to have backpedaled on her previous position, supporting decriminalization of cannabis possession. Responding to a question by Texas Senator John Cornyn, Gupta said, quote, I believe that substance use disorder is both an enforcement problem and a public health problem, but I do not support decriminalization of drugs. Cannabis reform advocates who had been encouraged by Biden's nomination have expressed dismay with the change. Among them, Maritza Perez, Director of National Affairs at the Drug Policy Alliance called Gupta's policy switch, quote, very disappointing. Following the passage by the Virginia General Assembly of an adult use legalization bill, Governor Ralph Northam is now considering action to accelerate the legalization timeline. The legislation, which legalizes the use and possession of cannabis for adults 21 and older, is not scheduled to take effect until 2024. However, a group of Virginia lawmakers and reform advocates are now urging Northam to submit an amendment that would make cannabis legal this year. Citing continued inequality in enforcement against people of color, the group claims the bill does not do enough to address these racial disparities. One member of the group, Delegate Don Scott of Portsmouth, Virginia, said, quote, We can't continue to stand by while this injustice continues. Data from the Virginia Supreme Court shows that people of color are four times more likely than white people to be cited or arrested for cannabis possession in the Commonwealth, even though there is no significant difference in cannabis use between the two groups. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast.
0: Mexico continues to move towards their new legalization market. One of the last steps to happen there happened this week when the Chamber of Deputies passed a decriminalization law for recreational, scientific, medical, research, and industrial use. This now goes back to the full Senate for final approval. Mexico's adult use age is at 18 as opposed to the U.S. that uses 21 as the age of consumption. Well, now it's time to go north of the border to Solomon, Israel for this week's Canadian Cannabis Report. Solomon?
1: I'm Solomon Israel from Marijuana Business Daily International, and this is the Weed Talk News Canadian Cannabis Report. Tobacco giant British American Tobacco is taking a 19.9% stake in Canadian cannabis producer Organogram as part of a strategic collaboration deal worth 220 million Canadian dollars. The two companies will establish a joint research center in Canada to collaborate on product development with an initial focus on CBD products. And Aurora Cannabis has filed a preliminary short form base shelf prospectus that will allow it to raise up to $1 billion US dollars by issuing a variety of securities over a 25 month period. The company said the cash raise will give it flexibility to pursue strategies that could include acquisitions or partnerships. You can read those stories and more at mjbizdaily.com. I'm Solomon Israel for Marijuana Business Daily.
0: Here's this week's factoid courtesy of MJBizDaily's Factbook. Did you know that for every single dollar that is spent in the legal cannabis market, $2.50 gets injected into the economy? That fact and more available in the MJBizDaily Factbook available on their website, mjbizdaily.com. New Jersey continues to move forward on their new adult use regulations and laws, but legislators there are still trying to tweak the underage reporting issue if young people under the age of 21 are found to be using or possessing cannabis. Yes, they want to be able to tell the parents first. I actually support that idea. Finally tonight, a medical marijuana correction in the state of Oklahoma. If you've been following that state's story, they opened their medicinal program in 2018 and quickly distributed licenses to over 2,000 licensees, quickly becoming the nation's largest distributor of legal cannabis licenses. However, in 2020, there was an 8% decline in total licenses in that state. The head of their industry association, Bud Scott explains, quote, to say there is a retail saturation in the state is an understatement, unquote. Consider that Colorado is second in the number of licensees with 1,047. Oklahoma still has almost twice as many only in America. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. PCM-TV is supported by Salient Systems, a world leader in video management security. And by Revolutionary Clinics, a medical dispensary where the patient comes first. And by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry.
1: Hi, I'm Ben Schauer, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and will walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below And I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor.
0: Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Pro Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Cannabis Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at ProCannaMedia and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabisMedia. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We
4: are ProCannabis Media.